And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Daily Power Parsha. It is great to see you all. Um, Ray, Ray, we lost Ray. Where did Ray go? Okay. Well, today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022, and we are going to study the Torah. The Torah reading this week is Ki Tisa. Major theme of this week's Torah portion, of course, is the sin of the golden calf, and there's so much to talk about with regards to the sin of the golden calf. So let's jump in. I am going to, in a moment, here we go. I'm going to share my screen. We are going to get started. Okay. All right, Ray, welcome back. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Okay. All right, well, we're going to start Exodus chapter 33, verse number 1. So just to quickly recap, yesterday we read about the Torah's narrative about the sin of the golden calf. And we read about how um, how uh, God is speaking to Moses on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And next thing you know, God says to Moses, you, you got to go down, go down the mountain because the people have done something that they should not have done. And I'm going to destroy them, God forbid, and rebuild with you. Moses immediately goes to bat. He immediately goes to work and says to God, you got to forgive them. You have to give them a second chance. Um, what are the Egyptians going to say? What are the patriarchs going to say? And God says, okay, I'll reconsider. Moses goes down, sees what's going on, breaks the tablets, um, calls the Levites or calls those that make, puts out the call for those that are aligned with him to come join him. The Levites join and, hi Ray, welcome back. And that, um, and that is how um, some measure of justice is, uh, is applied to those who created those who were backing the golden calf. Um, 3,000 people were killed in that, in that experience. Moses then goes, Moses then speaks to the people and he chastises them and then he goes back up the mountain and says to God, essentially, you got to forgive the people. Um, if not, erase me from the book that you've written. Take me out of Torah. This is the last few verses we did yesterday. And then God says to Moses, all right, the one who sinned directly, they, they, they are the ones that, that I will erase from the book. And, uh, but otherwise, the people will be forgiven. So it's not going to be a collective punishment. It's going to be a specific punishment for those that, that sinned, which is what Moses wanted. And then God says, all right, here's the deal. This, this, these are the last few verses from yesterday. God, God says to Moses, go lead the people to the promised land, and my angel will go before you. But don't, don't think I'm not going to remember this. On, on when other things come up, I will bring their sin to account against them. In other words, I'm going to remember, I'm going to recall the golden calf future. I, I reserve the right to bring this up in future conversations, even though I am uh, not going to punish everyone collectively. Okay, then the Lord struck the people with a plague because they had made the calf that Aaron had made, and that's how we ended it yesterday. So let's pick it up today, Exodus chapter 33, verse number 1. And again, Moses has, has been successful thus far in securing forgiveness for the majority of the people. Remember, there were 3 million Jews. And we're talking about uh, 3,000 killed and then a plague, which you know, doesn't specify exactly how many died in the plague, at least in that verse. Um, but rel you know, relatively speaking, if you think about the big picture, Moses was successful in securing forgiveness. So the narrative continues. 
Sorry? What plague was that? You know, it doesn't say. Oh. The Lord struck the, people, struck the people with a plague. It doesn't specify what type of plague, but seems like some additionals were, additional individuals were punished, and that was the end. All right, so now, chapter 33. The Lord spoke to Moses, Go ascend from here. You and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt to the land that I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, all right, they're, they're, at, the, they're at Mount Sinai, or at the foot of Sinai, the Sinai Desert. God says, time to move on, move forward, go to the land. The land that I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. In other words, that, that, the land that I promised, the promised land, Israel, now it's time to embark. God says, I will send an angel before you. And I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Prezites, the Chivites, and the Jebusites. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six nations. God says, I will, I will drive these nations out from before you and, and go to a land flowing with Mokanani because I will not go up in your midst. So God is saying, that's about the angel. I will send an angel. Why an angel? Because I will not go up in your midst since you are a stiff-necked people lest I destroy you on the way. You guys are unreliable. I... You know, might get triggered. We've seen it before. I'm getting triggered by what you're doing. So, you know, I, I didn't destroy the, the people now. I'm giving them a second chance. And we're going to put a system into place to make sure that I don't get my buttons pushed. So let the angel go with you. I'll be where I am. The angel will go with you directly. Shalom Yisrael. Everyone will be happy. Good. All right. That's the plan. So when the people heard this bad news... What's the bad news? The bad news is that God is no longer wanting to be with them. Right? You can get my angel, but not me. I'll send a representative. Right? It's like, I thought we were meeting. I sent a rep. I sent a representative. Right? I have uh, an assistant. So they were upset. They mourned. They mourned. And no one put on his finery. They didn't, they didn't put on their finery. What's the finery? Let's, uh, wow, it's a long reading, this reading too. All right, let's scroll all the way down. All the way down. Rashi says, When they heard the bad news that the Shekhinah, God's presence, would not rest upon them or go with them, then they mourned, and no one put on his finery. This refers to the crowns given to them at, in Chorev. When they said, we will do and we will hear. When they said, Nasa Vinishma, we will do we will hear, the Talmud says, that they received two crowns. Two crowns. Like actual physical crowns. One for Nasa, one for Nishma. One for we will do, one for we will hear. And now, hearing the bad news, who could put on their crowns? Are you going to put on a crown when you know that God is not going to be with you? Forget about it. All right, let's toggle Rashi off and scroll all the way down again. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. That's it. If I go up in your midst for one moment, I will destroy you. See that? God says, if I go with you, it's, it's going to be volatile. It's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. You're going to trigger me. You'll push my buttons, and I'm going to get upset, and it's going to be, forget about it. Better that I don't go with you. But now, God says, leave off your finery. That's the crowns, and I will know what to do to you. <coughs> no more crowns for you. 
So the children of Israel divested themselves of their finery. Finery is, is, is the um, crowns. <coughs> they got rid of their finery. They got rid of the crowns from Mount Chorif. All right. So this is clearly not a happy, super happy resolution. But I mean, how could you expect it to be a happy, you know, happy-go-lucky resolution? I mean, the people sinned. The golden calf was a real thing. Hey, Dina. Welcome. The golden calf was a serious deal. Good to see you. Um, so look, they got, they didn't die. They weren't wiped out. That's a, that's a positive. Is Hashem, is God going to be with them like before? No, not exactly like before. Is that sad? Yes. Okay, but there are consequences. What are you going to do? Con- there are consequences. Are you going to expect no consequences? Everything should be hunky-dory? It's almost like God is saying, I can forgive, but I can't forget. Right? There's the difference. One is, I forgive you. The other one is, you know, it never happened. Did it not happen? It happened. <coughs> Let's continue. And Moses took his tent, or sorry, took the tent, and pitched it for himself outside the camp, distancing it from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. Moses takes his own tent, and he says, I, you know, I don't want to live with you guys anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. And he goes, he puts himself in a separate space. And it would be that anyone seeking the Lord would go out of the, out, sorry, out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. This was not the tent of meeting, i.e. the Mishkan. The Mishkan, the, the actual tabernacle, was in the center of the camp. This is Moses' own tent, which was also a tent of meeting, because that's where he would judge the people, etc. So he, he moved it away. He moved it away. And it would be, though, when Moses would go out to the tent, all the people would rise and stand, each one at the entrance of his tent, and they would gaze after Moses until he went into the tent. So as he was walking, they would all stand in reverence and respect and watch. And it would be that when Moses entered the tent, the the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and God would speak with Moses. When the people would see the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise and prostrate themselves. Everyone would bow down, each one at the entrance of his tent. So everyone would see God's cloud and the divine presence resting on Moses' tent, and they would all bow down toward the direction of Moses, of of that tent and the divine presence. Then the Lord would speak with Moses face to face. As a man would speak to his companion, and he would return to the camp. But his attendant Joshua, the son of Nun, a lad, would not depart from the tent. Here we have a lot of important details. God spoke to Moses face to face. That's a big deal. As a man would speak to his companion, almost like a you know, human conversation. And Joshua, here we get a clue about Joshua, he would not depart from the tent. In other words, he was dedicated day and night to his master, to Moses, and that was his thing. No surprise, by the way, that Joshua becomes worthy of being the next leader of the Jewish people, but that's jumping ahead of the narrative a little bit. Let's toggle Rashi. Let's see if there's any interesting Rashis that I'd like to that, um, like to add to this. Um, okay. Yeah, which tent did he pitch outside the camp? It was his tent. He pitched his tent. Look what he said. One who is banished from the master is banished from the disciple. If God's not here, then I'm not going to be around you guys either. Right? If God says I'm not going to be around you, then I'm not going to be then, then I'm not going to be around you either. That's it. Um, fine. 
He called it the tent of meeting. This is the meeting house of those seeking the Torah. This is not the Mishkan tent of meeting. This is not the, the tabernacle tent of meeting. This was his own tent. Those who sought to study Torah would go to him. That was it. He was outside. Um... Okay, give me a sec. They would gaze after him. They would stand when he when he would walk to go to the when he would go out of the camp to the tent to his tent. They would stand and not sit down. Respect. This becomes how we know to to stand and respect <coughs> when somebody walks in or walks out of the room. Somebody of uh, of of spiritual importance. Somebody of Torah importance. It's appropriate to rise. And, um, and give them the proper respect, or give the Torah, or give uh, the Shekhinah the proper respect. They would gaze after Moses in admiration. <coughs> they would say, fortunate is one born of woman who is so assured by God that the Shekhinah follows him to the entrance of his tent. A human being that the, that, that God, that the Shekhinah follows, special, very special. <coughs> okay. Give me a second. Okay. Let's continue. <coughs> Excuse me, all the coughing. Um, bada, bada, bam. Okay. I think we are good here. Let's go on to the next reading. Reading number three. Remember, I mentioned yesterday I have a we have to I have to cut it short today, around 1230-ish, maybe a few minutes late. Um, I have another engagement that I have to run to. All right, reading number three. This was actually for yesterday. We're catching up. It's a short reading. A few verses, four verses, five verses. Moses said to the Lord, Look, you say to me, bring this people up. Okay? Or you tell me, take them to Israel. But you have not informed me whom you will send with me. You haven't, you haven't given me details. You said, take the people up to Israel. Who's going to go with us? You said an angel, but is, is that really it? You haven't specified. And you said, God, and you, God, have said, I've known you by name, and you have also found favor in my eyes. Now, so he's laying out the facts. Number one, you told me that we should go up to Israel. Number two, you didn't tell me who's going with us. Um, number three, you've mentioned that I have found favor in your, in your eyes. Okay, so if that's the case, Moses continues. And now, if I have indeed found favor in your eyes, pray, let me know your ways, so that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your eyes and consider that this nation is your people. In other words, if we're really in a good place in the relationship, you and I, God, Moses says to God, if you and I are, are tight, okay, so then I want to know your ways, I want to get inside, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak, and I want you to remember that these are your people, kind of still advocating, still pushing to advocate for them. So he said, My presence will go and I will give you rest. God answers the question. My presence will go and I will give you rest. In other words, it's almost like God is saying, Okay, fine. Not, maybe not an angel, maybe some element of my, of my, of my, of my presence. Some, some element of the divine presence. 
And Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not take us up from here. In other words, I want to hold this, I want, I want to hold this as, a, as, a, as a promise. You're saying my presence will go, fine. But if it doesn't, if you're not going to come with us, then, 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 then don't send us anywhere. If you're not going to, Moses says to God, if you're not going to be leading us or with us, you know, encountering the seven nations of Canaan, six, seven nations of Canaan, and <coughs> going through all those battles and all those circles, if you're not going to be with us, then let's end this right here. Then let's not bother. Um, for how then will it be known that I found favor in your eyes, I and your people? In other words, it, how do, if, if I've really found favor in your eyes, then how is that expressed? Is it not that you will go with us? In other words, that's the way that we know that we're good is if you're going to go with us. Then I and your people will be distinguished from every other nation on the face of the earth. That's how we'll know that there's something, there's this unique connection that you'll go, if you'll go with us. Basically, Moses saying, I don't want an angel, I want you. No angels, you. Reading four. Another few verses, and then we'll close it out for today. We're going to do this quickly, even though there's a lot of depth to it, but we'll, 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 uh, we'll get current. And the Lord said to Moses, even this thing that you have spoken, I will do. Deal. You want me? Not an angel? Okay, you got me. I'll go with you. Fine. For you have found favor in my eyes, and I have known you by name. So God had said after the golden calf, you're forgiven, take the people to Israel, promised land is still promised land, you're still going to do it, I'm not going with you, I'm going to send a representative. And Moses essentially in the last reading, push, 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 and in this reading God says, you know what, fine, I'll go with you, okay, okay, you got me, I'll go with you. And Moses says to him, if that's the case, show me now your glory. If you're really open to everything now, just reveal all your secrets to me. God says, I will let all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will favor when I wish to favor, and I will have compassion when I wish to have compassion. You want to know me? That's what it is. It's, it is as I wish it to be. My ways are mysterious, and that is that. That is that. God continues to tell Moses, you will not be able to see my face. You want to see my face? Show me now your glory. You want to see me? You're not going to be able to see me. For man shall not see me and live. My ways are mysterious. Right? I will favor when I will favor. I will have compassion when I wish to have compassion. You're not going to know when, how, what. I mean, you'll know what as it happens, but you're not going to know the master plan. You're not going to go behind the curtain if that's, if that's your request. No one can see my face and live. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, there is a place with me. You shall stand on the rock, and it shall be that when my glory passes by, I will place you in the cleft of the rock. And I will cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. And that is how the reading ends. There's so much depth here, and we're doing it quick, but you know, I got, I got to run. Um, maybe we'll pick it up uh, when we meet next time, which is going to be on Friday. Uh, catch up a little bit on some of the deeper things here. But the point is essentially Moses wants to know all the divine mysteries and divine secrets, and God says, you're not going to be able to know it. You're not going to be able to see my face. You'll see my back. You can see what happens. You know, we see this side of the tapestry. We don't see the other side. We see this side of the curtain, not the other side of the curtain. It's reality. We see the effect. We don't see the cause. We don't understand the motives. We don't see all of the pieces. We don't see the whole chessboard. We see one piece, right? That's the difference. We see one move. 
We see one move. Why, why, why that move? Why that move? To understand that move, you got to see the whole chessboard. You're not going to see my face, though. It's not possible. If you see my face, then you're not you anymore. Then you're me. Then you don't exist. You can't live as Moses and see the world, the reality through my lens, says God to Moses. It's incompatible. It's just not, not, it's just that doesn't work. No one can see me and live. You can't be you and be me at the same time. Choose Moses or God. And I want you to be Moses, and I'll, I'll do the God thing God is telling Moses. You see, he doesn't have human qualities, but he has a face and a back. No, no, it doesn't mean literally face. Good. It doesn't mean literally face. It means you can see my back, meaning you can see the, 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 the most external part of my, the results of my actions, God is saying. You can see what happens, but the face, why it's happening, you're not going to know. You're not going to know. People ask, why suffering? Why this? Why that? It's, these are all good questions. And ultimately, that's what, what Moses is asking. And God is answering. I know what you want. You're not going to understand it. Because to understand it, you would have to see the whole picture. And it's just not possible. It's not humanly possible. To see the, you can't see my face. You can't see that picture. The back, you can see. And sometimes the back could also mean sometimes we can see divine providence. We can see things work out. But we see it at the end after it worked out. We say, oh, this happened, that happened, that happened for this reason. At the end, not while going through it. We don't see it head up. We don't see it forward. We see it backwards. We don't see the face. We see the back. Different angles. But essentially what Moses is doing is pressing his luck. Right? He says, forgive the people. God says, no, don't even ask. He says, no, you have to forgive. Okay, I'll forgive. Um, but I'm sending an angel. I'm not, I'm, I'm done, I'm sending an angel. Moses says, no angel, only you. God says, fine. Moses is like, okay, great. It's working. Um, show me your face. This is where God draws the line. You can't see my face. I know you're going to want to see how everything works. You're not going to be able to see the master plan. Rabbi? Yeah. Rabbi? But there is some signal, right? The Hashem says he'll pass over. So there is some signal. So what is the signal that, or the feeling that... Yeah, so I just mentioned that's that there is divine providence. Sometimes we can see things as they work out. Say, oh, that was the hand of God orchestrating this event, that event, this person, that person. I see how it worked out, but that's typically, that's first of all, that's not always that we see it. And even when we see it, it's usually in retrospect, not while going through it. While we're going through it, what painful thi- while we're going through painful things, it feels painful. It's only in retrospect that we might say, hopefully, ah, I understand why this happened or, you know, what this led, what this led to because of it. Anyway, that's, we get some glimmers, but not the full piece and not while going through it. Not, not while we're moving, usually at the end, on the back end, not the front end, if you will. All right, that's it. I got to run. Unfortunately, I have to uh, call it, uh, cut it short today. It's great to see you all tonight, 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 post Traumatic growth, not stress, not PTSD, not post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic growth, how to grow from trauma and failure and disappointment, etc. Tonight, we look at two bulls and a golden calf. Don't miss it. On Zoom, in-person, Torah study, 7.30 p.m. Check your local listings for more details. All right, we'll see you all. Have a wonderful day.
We'll catch you soon. Thank you, Reverend. All right, pleasure. And Ray, we should speak to make sure you get on all this stuff. Yeah, I want to. Please. Maybe call me this afternoon and we'll make sure we'll get you. Okay, awesome. Thank you. We'll see you. Pleasure. Bye, Bye. We'll see you guys. Bye.